0: what is going on guys your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the your boy Elroy MMA podcast I am your host Josh Prep Egina back again this Thursday night at 11 56 p.m. that means this episode has to be up in the next four minutes Obviously not going to happen, but I'm sure you guys will understand, you hardcores that uh, seek this out directly at midnight. Um, But as an MMA fan, I would love to blame the PFL card for me being late. But in all honesty, I am an NFL fan, and I was watching the draft. So congratulations to all the draftees who... Went today in the first round, especially Devontae Smith. I am looking forward to the former Heisman Trophy winner joining the Eagles this year. But this is an MMA show. Let's get right into the news because we got a lot of fights to talk about. A lot of big events happened and stuff just continued to happen. So let's get right into it. First off, someone who we'll also be talking about later on, but right now would love to wish Filthy Tom Lawler a very healthy congratulations on, you know, someone who, when he wasn't able to fight, he made his own lane in pro wrestling and he, he carved out a niche for himself and was very successful. You know, he he speaks that The money obviously isn't the same in pro wrestling, but it's something that he does enjoy doing. Congratulations to him on being the first ever New Japan Pro Wrestling strong champion. He won a tournament for that title earlier this weekend. And uh, congratulations, man. I love watching you wrestle. I mean, you guys all know how much of a personality Filthy Tom Lawler is already. So, him being a fighter and his natural charisma just lends himself to pro wrestling. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, if you're not a fan, but you're a fan of MMA, tune in to Filthy Tom Lawler because I guarantee you that he will be able to change your mind. Someone who we've been talking about a lot recently, you know, in terms of his move to heavyweight. And, you know, his contract negotiations not exactly going the way that, you know, we want it to go. John Jones. Well, him and his longtime management team, first-round management, which is Abraham and Malkikawa. uh, They also have the likes of, you know, most notably Jorge Masvidal. Let's just say that. Well, they finally go their separate ways um allegedly it had absolutely nothing to do with the francis negotiations so you know that's what the management team said they said that john jones wanted to kind of figure it out on his own so from that you know they say that that's not the reason they went their separate ways i i think that he also said that the You know, John Jones has been kind of representing himself the last few fights, you know, but publicly, you know, if anybody asks, I think that he would say that, you know, first round management was his management team. Well, that is no more. Um, And coming from that, Ali Abdelaziz went on, I believe it was MMA Fighting or MMA Junkie Radio, one of the two. And, you know, he says that he thinks that he can help John Jones with these negotiations. And that if John Jones needs help, John Jones has his number. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, as far as those negotiations, it seems like at the moment they are no more. I'm not going to talk about the number that Dana said because, you know, we don't know what it is. We have no clue. But it seems like the UFC is going to do Derek Lewis versus Francis Nganu. Uh, Derek Lewis looks like he wants August. I'm curious what the champ's gonna want to say. Uh, if they do August, that means that the champ might be able to get a fight by the end of the year. Once again, whoever the champ is, uh, so you know what. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Their next fight can't be any worse than their first fight. So let's see. You know, maybe the UFC could work out this whole John Jones thing. That dude is huge, man. I just want to see what he does at heavyweight, you know. I don't care about a title shot. I just want to see him as an athlete at heavyweight. I want to see him challenge himself because anyone who has watched John Jones's last few fights, you know, it's not I'm not that excited. You know what I mean? Like I'm not jumping off, you know, the seat to watch a John Jones fight. Unless it was with DC. And DC for me was the A-side because I'm a DC fan. You know, win, lose, or draw, I'm a DC fan. So that was my favorite John Jones rivalry. You know, it was cool when he was, you know, quote-unquote, the legend killer. But I want to see him challenge himself, man. If you're that damn good, be that damn good and move up. And show everybody that you're that damn good. You want that $30 million, you earn that $30 million. So... Let's see what happens with John Jones and the heavyweight division. From heavyweights to lighter women, um, I believe 125, not quite sure. But BKFC signs this week Rachel Ostovich, <laughs> and she is said to make her promotional debut against Paige Van Zandt later this year now we have seen them fight in the UFC Paige Van Zandt made quick work of Rachel who you know in all honesty wasn't the best fighter and we all know why she was there this comes off the heels her signing comes off the heels of them also signing earlier this month Perla Gonzalez a former UFC fighter former Invicta title challenger she was actually scheduled to fight for an Invicta title earlier this year but due to COVID-19 she had to pull out of the fight so you know with the signings of Paige Van Zandt, Perla Gonzalez, and Rachel Ostovich, it is very clear what BKFC is trying to cater to signing these highly skilled you know very pretty women So we'll see how they do, you know, Paige Van Zandt, big ups to her. But if they're just going to fight each other, it's no fun, man. I want to see these girls fight the girls who want to take their head off because they have the name. I want to see those fights. (laughs) Let's get into some quick fight announcements. In all honesty, uh, nothing crazy in the fight announcement world. But we do have a few key fight announcements, so let's get right into these. Uh, so TJ Dillashaw had to pull out of his fight with Corey Sandhagen due to a vicious cut above his eyebrow due to a headbutt in training. So your new main event for that card later this month is Michelle Watterson versus Marina Rodriguez. Man, Marina is so much fun to watch. Uh, she's probably going to hurt Michelle Waterson really bad <laughs> then we have Rafael Assuncao and Kyler Phillips that should be a great fight Kyler Phillips is so great and he looks like Jesus <laughs> white Jesus <laughs> then the big one announced earlier this week Israel the last style bender Adesanya versus the Italian Dream Marvin Vittori 2 this is happening June 12th. Listen, this fight was going to happen eventually. They offered it to Robert Whitaker, who is the rightful challenger, but obviously he cannot turn around this fast. So, Vittoria gets the shot, and I'm glad that Adasanya took the fight. I feel the same way how Brendan Schaub says. I I'm going to... Echo his thoughts verbatim, and I'm claiming it right now. I'm saying the same thing he says because I agree. I feel bad for the next person who steps foot in the octagon with Israel Adesanya. I think he's going to go in there with bad intentions. I think he's going to go in there with a clear head coming off of a loss to be the first person to fight Israel Adesanya off of his first career loss. I feel bad for you, man. You know, Marvin Vittori, he's he's good. You know, we saw that in their first fight. But Israel Adesanya has evolved so much since that first fight. So it should be a damn banger. Um, Another thing with fight announcements, Diego Sanchez has pulled out of his fight with Donald Cerrone. So the UFC is looking for another opponent for Cerrone. Guess who's trying to get the fight? Well, if you guess Kevin Holland, you're damn right. Kevin Holland is trying to get the fight, man. He is a madman. I think he said, you know, 170 might not be it, but he can make 175. And I'm here for it, man. Good on Kevin Holland for continuing, you know, even losing a few fights, continuing to try to stay busy and get back in those winning ways. We had a ton of fights in the last seven days, so let's start off with the beginning of the PFL regular season, headlined by Anthony Showtime Pettis versus Cassius Clay Collard. Collard upsets Pettis in the main event, defeating him by unanimous decision. Pettis, I don't know what it was. He, he looked good for about four minutes, but damn, that Clay Collard is really, really good, man. Um, you know, I don't know how much I expected from Pettis. We all know Pettis has regressed in the last few years. Um, but I really wanted to see the change of atmosphere kind of boost boost his, you know, his momentum. I wanted, I wanted him to come in hot, and he just did it, man. Clay Collard really put it on him. His striking is phenomenal. Man, if you haven't seen this fight, it was a hell of a fight, and I think we'll be talking about it at the end of the year. We had a bunch of upsets on this card. Uh, Returning champ Natan Schlut loses to Marcin Held by unanimous decision. We also had Bubba Jenkins defeating Lance Palmer by unanimous decision. That was a hell of a fight, man. That Bubba Jenkins, man, he's a beast. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing if they meet again later on this season. That's the fun part about the PFL. You never know. Um, and the lone finish on the card. Brendan Laughlin defeating Shaman Morais by TKO in the first round. Congratulations to, uh, to Brendan Laughlin. <laughs> it was funny because he's like, you see, I can finish. Yeah, we know, man. We just wanted to see you do it. And he did it, so congratulations to him. From the PFL to the UFC, let's get right into UFC 261. Not gonna lie, I'm still kind of on a high from this card because it was just so, so damn good. Starting off at the beginning of the night with I turn on ESPN Plus and I see people in the crowd, and I'm like, oh wow, I forgot. I kind of missed this. First off, the atmosphere was incredible. Like, these fans knew they were the first ones back. And they made sure that we all knew that they were excited to be there. And they were excited to be the first. This was fantastic. Like, I put aside every worry of sickness. You know, no matter your beliefs, you know, we know that it's still probably too early. Not going to lie. I I put that totally aside to enjoy this night. And boy, did I enjoy this night. Let's get into that first fight. Ariane Carnelosi defeating... Liang Na by TKO in the second round. This was a wild fight. Na drops Ariani in like the first five seconds. Proceeds to, you know, wrestle around and do really well and just started getting pummeled. She, at the end of that first round, she needed help getting up which was already a sign like oh this isn't going to last very long. She kind of gassed out and then right you know a minute 28 into that first round Carnelosi was able to finish her. This was a wild 6 minutes and 28 seconds, man. It was it was phenomenal. I'm looking forward to seeing more of both these females uh, if if um Na can get her cardio up she might be a problem because her striking was a lot, a lot of fun. You think that fight was fun? We might be talking about this next fight at the end of the year. Jeff Molina versus Orichi Long. This was a three-round slugfest. I loved every second of it because I'm a sicko. But damn, Jeff Molina and James Krause really pulled it together and was able to pull away. Cause Arichi Long is a damn zombie, you know. They call him the Mongolian murderer, I believe it is, which is a hell of a nickname. But uh, yeah, he's he's seriously a, a zombie, and you know Jeff Molina was able to hurt him and uh, pull away in the last two rounds. It was a fantastic fight for 15 minutes. These guys through hands and uh if i were you i'd definitely seek that out that's on espn plus so it's mm-hmm. it's not that hard to find rodrigo vargas and zoo Rong had a really close fight um vargas takes that and then we had donet pontegri i think that's his name i think i said that right uh versus kevin natavidah he starches Kevin in the first round 50 seconds man that dude has some serious power I can't wait to see more of him somebody else that I can't wait to see more of Pat Sabatini gets it done against the underdog Tristan Connolly just dominates him for 15 minutes so good to see and I was so happy that everybody was really happy to see Pat Sabatini dominate like that, man. It's it's good to see that the hometown boy gets some credit. We had Brendan Allen heel-hooking Carl Roberson in a really weird exchange because it seemed like Carl Roberson was going for a heel-hook. And then, in turn, he got heel-hooked because Brendan Allen is great on the ground and Carl Roberson isn't. Uh, that happened with five seconds left. In the first round. I know Carl Roberson that kills him inside. We had a really close fight with Dwight Grant versus Stefan Sekulik. Uh, I think Sekulik won, but uh, it was so close that, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal that Dwight gets the nod. Randy Brown submits Alex Oliveira by one arm, rear naked choke, something that I personally have never seen live. And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh damn, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, man." Randy Brown's got some skills. Not only some hands, but he has some some serious power in those chokes, man. To choke out a veteran like Alex Oliveira in the first round, man, I don't I don't see anything but good things for Randy Brown, man. That dude is so good. Then we had Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Coot. That ended right after the first round when. Anthony Smith leg-kicked Jimmy Crute after, you know, Anthony Smith was firing all cylinders. His jab looked phenomenal. He looked like he was about to finish Jimmy Crute, you know, within those three rounds, and he ended up leg-kicking Jimmy Crute to where Jimmy Crute's leg kind of went dead. Um, He couldn't really stand. He made it to the end of the round because he was able to take Anthony Smith down at the end of the round, and, um... What happened was when he when he got up from his corner, the doctor, you know, tried to get him to walk towards him. And he, he did fine. when he went to walk back, he kind of tripped and the ref called it off or the doctor called it off. So this fight would have probably been an incredible fight. But honestly, those first five minutes, I was very happy to see how damn good Anthony Smith looked, man. That jab was... A thing of beauty. The next fight only landed se- only lasted seventeen seconds, and it unfortunately, ended in tragedy. Chris Weidman leg kicks Uriah. Hall. Uriah Hall checks the kick, and Chris Weidman proceeds to have a Anderson Silva like break of his leg. It was devastating to watch live and it was so weird knowing that the last time I saw that it was somebody kicking Chris Weidman that it happened to so um I wish my best you know I, I joke about how oh you know I'm not really a Chris Weidman fan he he took Anderson from me this and that that and this but you know you never want to see someone get injured like that and someone as as well-spoken and, you know, as liked as Chris Weidman. So we want to wish him the best. He had a successful surgery. Um, and we hope to see him sooner rather than later. You know, he is turning 37 this year. And, and you know, father time always wins. So we will see what Chris Weidman, you know, does after this Injury. This tragic injury um, for Uriah Hall. It is a win on his record. You know, unfortunately for him. You know how it ended. I know that he he wasn't looking to win like that, obviously. But he continues to move up the ranks, and I'm hoping for a quick turnaround for Uriah Hall. Moving on to the first of three championship fights: Valentina Shevchenko against Jessica Andrade. Man, that Valentina Shevchenko is good, ain't she? <laughs> she was able to finish Jessica Andrade in the second round, taking Jessica Andrade down a record for her, I believe, five times, which is insane. Valentina looked fantastic on the ground. She beat Jessica basically at her own game and finished her with her own game as well. She was able to elbow her to death from the crucifix, and the ref had no choice but to stop it. The best thing was Valentina saying, my opponents who seek weakness, there are none. That girl is a damn assassin. Now, I have no clue what's next. I'm not going to begin to speculate here on this particular podcast, but whoever's fighting that girl next, I feel bad for them. Valentina Shevchenko, top two women in the UFC at the moment, obviously. The second of three title fights, we saw Rose Namajunas defeat Zhang Weili at 118 of the very first round by head kick, followed by hammer fist. Um, Weili, you know, it was beautifully set up. Just, if you've seen the highlight... Rose Namajunas just, it was perfect. It was perfect. Um, but Jean was out, man. You see how when she took the kick, her body folded, her eyes rolled back of her head. And, you know, I think Rose woke her up by hitting her with the hammer fist. Um, but it was, you know, even if it went another 30 seconds, Rose would have continued to put it on Zhang and probably really put her out. So I think that the ref made the right decision. I wasn't upset with the stoppage, man. And Rose does it again. You know, I'm not going to lie. This, this win had me really emotional. Um, there's something about seeing someone persevere with self-belief that is really uplifting to me, you know, someone who who struggles with doubt and, you know, my own personal issues as far as, you know, getting in my head, you know, to see Pat Berry, look at Rose and just say, you know, we've been saying this for years. We've been saying it for years. Who the best? And Rose saying, I'm the best. And he's saying, who the best? And Rose saying, I'm the best. Oh, I loved it. Rose before you know, while while they're introducing her, her saying, "I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best." It's so crazy. Like I I get goosebumps just thinking about it. it was, it was a beautiful scene. I mean man, if you if you haven't seen any of this, do yourself a favor and tune in because it's it's inspiring. That's that's really what it is. It's inspiring to see what Rose Namajunas was able to do against Zhang Li, And I'm, you know what? I'm looking forward to the rematch. And me personally, I don't know if it goes any different. I really don't. But congratulations to Rose, man. You are fantastic. And then the last of three title fights, the main event. Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, defeats Jorge Masvidal by knockout. Yes, you heard that right. Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, defeats Jorge Masvidal by knockout. Now, if you were tuned in last week to the podcast, I sold this fight on the simple fact that if George is able to put Kamaru in a spot where he's uncomfortable and Kamaru has to fight adversity, that's what I'm looking forward to because we see when Kamaru fights adversity, we see the best version of the Nigerian nightmare. And that's what we saw here. We go to the first round and, you know, they're trading shots. Camaro's clearly, you know, has has a slight edge. But Jorge tags him, you know, he's he's able to touch him a few times to where you can see that last minute of that round that Kamaru gets desperate. If you watch the shots that he throws, he gets desperate and he's, he's you know, kind of sloppy and, and Jorge, you know, by the simple fact of being able to, you know, touch Kamaru, Kamaru, you know, Jorge kind of gets in his head and you see it. From that last minute of the round. It's it's crazy to watch. And I'm like, ooh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Camaro comes back out. And Camaro comes back out with that sharp jab. And he sets Jorge up. Jorge thinking that Camaro's going to go for a shot. He slaps the hand. And punches Jorge Masvidal with a right cross. From every bit of his soul. Kamaru Usman put his... I text this to friend of the show, Ron Pash. Kamaru Usman put his heart and soul and everything he had into that punch. And starches game bread Jorge Masvidal. It was so crazy to watch. I've never seen nothing like it. You know, it was like a scene out of a movie. It's going to be hard to beat this for knockout of the year. Just the visual alone, the sweat coming off of Jorge Masvidal, you know, the pictures you see, it looks like it's raining in the octagon. It's so insane, man. And I sold this fight on Kamaru Usman overcoming adversity and showing us the best version of him. And it's true. We saw the best version of... Of the Nigerian Nightmare. Kamaru Usman. What a job. What a freaking card. This was fantastic. It's really going to be hard to. You know beat this for card of the year. From you know the scraps. Like Jeff Molina versus. Versus Richie Lang. To you know the triumph. Of Rose Namajunas. Getting that belt back. Being the first women to regain a title. To you know, the heartbreak of Game Bread losing by knockout. This card had everything. This card is going to last forever in terms of, you know, how many times you can watch it. Because it's it was just fantastic. What a card. Bravo, UFC. Honestly. From there, we move on to Wednesday nights. We had one on TNT4. Sung against RDR Rainer De Ritter and that De Ritter man he just has Sung's number he dominates him for 5 rounds to capture onlunksun's light heavyweight title he took the 185 title he takes the 205 title and then at the end when they ask him what's next he calls out Brendan Vera for that heavyweight title so we'll see brendan vera i believe in another two weeks he's facing arjun Buller. Um, i believe that whoever wins that matchup will be facing Rayner de Ritter next we're going to be calling him the belt collector of wednesday nights which is insane we had eddie alvarez dropping a decision to rain yoon oak ok, who is so dynamic and so sharp That dude has hands, and Eddie Alvarez just tried to lock onto a single leg, never got him down, and, you know, Ray was able to put it on Eddie and and really hurt him. It's unfortunate to see what Eddie has done since leaving the UFC, especially in one, man. It's it's tough. It's really tough. Rue-Grue loses to Grishenko, Uh This was odd, but you know what? It wouldn't be one if it wasn't odd. Shinya Aoki defeats Edward Fullyang by armbar in the very first round. And then (laughs) Sage Northcutt says he's looking forward to fighting Shinya. And Shinya tells Sage Northcutt to eat shit. (laughs) Shinya Aoki. What a guy. Kobe Northcutt defeats Courtney Martin by Armbar. Congratulations to Courtney on that win. One was fun, man. That was that's a lot of fun. I love that it's after AEW. Now there still are some production issues. I don't really like how it looks. It's too dark. It's the audio's kind of off sometimes. Uh, I don't know. It's the the production's a bit weird. But uh it's still fun to see fights, man. I want to see more Muay Thai. Bring more Muay more Thai fighters in. Come on, Jonathan Haggerty. I miss you, buddy. But right before we uh, we recorded this, PFL was on. Rory McDonald in the main event against Curtis Millinder. Rory McDonald was able to finish Curtis by submission by rear naked choke in the very first round. In the co-main event, we had Ray Cooper the third returning against Jason Ponette. Ray Cooper defeats him by an arm triangle in the very first round. Uh, Gleason Tebow drops his debut to Zeferino. Emiliano Sordi, returning champ, defeats Chris Camosi by decision. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. submits filthy Tom Lawler by guillotine choke in the first round. We had Cesar Fajera. Defeat Nick Roenick by KO in the first round. And uh, that was all for the PFL Episode 2. Good to see Rory McDonald get back in his winning ways. We will see what's next for the Red King. Moving on to this weekend, we have UFC Fight Night. Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prohatchka in the main event. In the co-main event, we have one of the standout fighters of last year, Giga Chikatsi, taking on Cub Swanson. This is, a, this is a damn, damn good card. So listen to these fights. Ian Kurulaba against Dustin Jacoby. We have Sean Strickland facing Christoph Jocko. We have Marab Devalashwili versus Cody Stamen. And then we have Pollyanna Botello versus Luana Carolina. Randa Marcos versus my, my choice for breakout fighter of this year in the female divisions, Luana Pinedo. I cannot wait to see her in her UFC main roster debut. She has a hell of a test. You know, a hell of a veteran in Randa Marcos. But Luana, I'm looking for her to finish Randa in this first fight. We have Gabriel Benitez versus Jonathan Pierce. Kai Kamaka Third versus TJ Brown. Sam Hughes versus <laughs> another one of my favorite female fighters. Loma Lubunmi. We have KB Buller versus Andreas Mikhailaitis, who is... A hell of a talent as well. Then we have cool hand Luke Sanders versus Felipe Corrales. This is going to be a fantastic fight. I'm looking forward to it. You know, this fight night is what a fight night should be. This is, you know, a lot of really young talents with a hell of a main event in Yeri versus Dominic. I think with this fight, we're really going to see where, <clears throat> excuse me, Yuri Prohashka is because Dominic Reyes. Beat John Jones. I don't care what anybody says. Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. So, you know, whatever you want to think about that, we're going to see where Yeri really stands out. But then next Thursday, we'll have another PFL card. We have Fabricio Verdun versus Henan Fajeda. We have the return of Kayla Harrison versus Marina Morais. Uh, we have Mohamed Usman, the brother of Kamaru versus Brendan Sales. And I believe that is all the um, the notable names for the PFL card. That's Thursday on ESPN Plus and ESPN two. Live from Atlantic City. <laughs> then that Friday we have Bellator 258 Juan Archuleta versus Sergio Pettis and then the real main event Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Yoel Romero. I can't believe I'm saying that and we're finally getting it next week. There are a ton of a ton of names on this card. Patricky Pitbull versus Peter Queeley. Michael Page versus Derek Anderson. Lorenz Larkin is on this card. Josh Hill's on this card. And Henry Corrales is on this card. This card is stacked, man. How much fun is Henry Corrales to watch? I cannot wait to see him once again, man. Another jam-packed week of MMA coming right at you. But this has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. You can find me on all forms of social media, Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for everything. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.